Welcome to Plausible Foolishness. I am one of the two kings of the Rube Empire. The Philosopher King. The Ivory Tower. The Mad Scientist, Matt. And I've got a perspective on things. With me, the Kick-Ass Duke. That's right. It's That's D. Right. <laughs> What's up, Ivory Tower? You're just so ivory tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> You're so tower-like. Oh. Oh, and so opinionated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love those opinions. Well, perspectives. Perspectives. Yeah. Opinions, perspectives. They're all good to me. <laughs> well... We talked about, I talked about this with Ray. I, I used to be opinions, and then I changed it to perspectives. Because so I was watching this wrestler named uh, Al Snow. Okay. And he was talking about, um, he was talking about how uh, um, the, the, the dawn of the internet has changed wrestling. You know, because now you have what are called smart marks. So wrestling fans to the wrestler were always called marks because ultimately their original the start of wrestling was in the carnival, you know? Yeah. So it's always been, you know, a con job kind of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's a show. Wrestling fans are marks. All right. And it's not and, and and like nowadays that's not like a pejorative, you know, tearing them down. That's just what they yeah. are. But smarks or smart marks are marks who know all the lingo and know everything going on behind the scenes and think that that makes them experts, you know? <laughs> and so, um, and so they all have their opinions on how things should be done. And he, and he's basically, he, he basically laid it out and, and he was right. You know, opinions are the lowest form of information because uh -huh. it doesn't have to be based in reality. Now, of course we try to sure. base our opinions in reality. And I think when you do that, you come out with a perspective. All right. Okay. So that we, makes a lot more. We're, we're one step higher than an opinion. We're a perspective. And the great thing about perspectives is they're easier to change. True. Yes. Input new data, get mm -hmm. new perspectives. Yep. Where opinions are they're harder to change because there's so well, much they're, tied they're to identity and uh, emotion. Feeling, yeah. Feeling, nothing more than feelings. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna be talking about the whole Facebook uh, fiasco from yesterday. <gasps> Not Facebook. Yeah, I know. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp down for like. The entire day. Most of it. Hmm. Just about. That's interesting. That happened yesterday, right? Yeah. And my understanding is it coincided almost perfectly with uh, another event that was happening. But it had to be completely unrelated, this other event. Oh? What, what other event was it? Uh, um, so the, the, there's this whistleblower from some company... And she was prepared. She was going to meet in front of uh, the Senate, I think. Okay. Was it the Senate? Yeah. House, uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Uh, the Senate Subcommittee on Communication Protection, uh, Product Safety, and Data Security. Oh, okay, cool. 
<laughs> Sounds like a fun community. Uh, we got Toasty Toonsil in the chat. Thanks for watching. Hey there, I have some insider stuff about that. Hey, lay it on us in the Ooh. chat. Love to love to see. Uh, love to hear what Bring you have to say. You know, right? Um, but uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and read a couple articles real quick. Right. So the first ones from uh, the Epoch Times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is a, a, a anyway. So this woman is is supposed to, and she's from a company. What company was that? Oh, it was Facebook. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Not Facebook. Interesting. Um, this woman's name is Frances Haugen, a former mm. employee of the tech giant. In a rare show of bipartisanship, and uh, watch me roll my eyes. If you can't hear it, it's it's happening right now. Bipartisanship. <laughs> a block of Republicans and Democrats joined together to demand action against the company for the betterment of America. <laughs> Haugen, who used to work as a lead product manager for Facebook's civic misinformation team, came before the Senate to discuss the company's internal practices with special emphasis placed on the ways that these practices disproportionately affect children. Haugen explained, I'm here today because I believe Facebook's products harm children, stoke division, and weaken our democracy. I agree with that. Yeah. All um, of that is true. Mm -hmm. She added, I believe in the potential of Facebook. We can have social media we enjoy that connects us without tearing apart our democracy, putting our children in danger, and sowing ethnic violence around the world. We can do better. Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut observed during his opening remarks that predatory targeting and marketing practices by Facebook have put profit, have quote, put profits ahead of people. Um, a Wall Street Journal expose, which found that Facebook knew and hid information about the addictive nature of Facebook and its subsidiary social media platform, Instagram, prompted the meeting. However, the conversation between Haugen and the subcommittee delved deeper into the company's practices. The whistleblower said that during her time at the company, she often saw the company faced with a choice between its own profits and our safety. Remember that. Mm. Our safety, okay? Yeah. With these our safety, quote-unquote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when these conflicts arose, Haugen said the company consistently resolved these conflicts in favor of its own profits. Um, I... Not surprised by that, you know, um, but we'll we'll get into that deeper later. One such conflict yeah. pointed out by Blumenthal was the company's intentional targeting of children. Not cool. Blumenthal said that as an experiment, he and his team put together an account on Instagram posing as a teenage girl with an eating disorder. He said that Instagram's algorithm quickly picked up on this and showed content glorifying and encouraging disorders like anorexia and bulimia. I don't know what content that is, but, um, you know, uh, that's interesting at least. Um, not, not cool if true, um, yeah. at all, but how, how can expand it on the point saying that, um, despite their claims not to target children, Facebook sees children as a great marketing opportunity. Because they are so young, Haugen said, younger teens and even preteens do not have ingrained habits and can be molded by advertisers into developing new habits. Well, for sure. Uh, 
um, talks about vaping advertisements and stuff like that. And then they, they go on to say that this is Facebook's big tobacco moment. Um, um, Blumenthal puts this. Both Republicans and Democrats during the hearing put forward their support for abandoning or significantly reforming Section 230 protections for the social media platform. Now, we've talked about this before. This is the one that, that basically uh, yeah. makes them immune to liability for content that's posted on their uh, on their platforms. Toasty Tunsil, yes. welcome to the Rube Empire, where the people are What's free, up, Toasty? the taxes are voluntary, and we do the show every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Oh, no, no. Yeah. We serve freshly roasted liberal logic. I love the roasting of the logic. Yes, of course. I was just making it quick because we're in the middle of a discussion. But uh, thank you for pointing <laughs> that out. Uh, uh. Okay, so, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> I think that they shouldn't... I don't think they... I think that they should be held accountable for their practices. See... The thing about this yeah. is that their practices are selective. They edit. Yes. They, they, they should not be editing any content. If they're, Correct. if, if they are a, except for Platform. at best illegal content, right? Yeah. Well, at best, if they would do that, that would be great, but at, they don't even do that. True. But again, that's for later. <laughs> so, um, they shouldn't be editing any content and because they are, um, as, uh, because they are, they, they shouldn't, you know, then they're responsible for what's allowed on their platform because they're editing some and not others. Correct. You know, let's see, let's read what, uh, Toasty Tunes has to say. This okay. all has to do with the election. Part of the downtime was a wipe of all their data that could be used against them, e.g. evidence of them using algorithms to tamper with the thoughts of people and make them vote a certain way, manipulating votes, helping falsify the election, selection, <clears throat> etc. Yes. You know, selection. allegedly, allegedly, YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the rest, that was a... A hack of massive proportions. I have my suspicions as to who did it, but I'm not naming names. And the seven billion lost, I'll be. <laughs> uh, he says I'll be taken out for sure if talk, if I talk any further about that on here. <laughs> and then, he, <laughs> then he he types allegedly with a smiley face. Yes. Yes. Um, allegedly. Um. I I. I don't have anything to say against that. I don't either. Um, it's pretty much everything that I've read so far and found out yeah. is that um, take that everybody's information, information and... on Facebook is now exposed. Take that information and do with it what you will. Um, okay, so crazy. Uh, Haugen and Haugen... Uh, Haugen encouraged lawmakers to move ahead with the action, but emphasized that the platform's problems could not be solved by Section 230 reform alone. A company with such frightening influence over so many people needs real oversight, she said. Are you hearing things? Remember? Our safety. And now, yes. 
real oversight. Dogan yes. concluded Congress can change the rules that Facebook plays by and stop the many harms it is now causing. We now know the truth about Facebook's destructive impact. We must act now. I'm asking you, our elected representatives, to act. And then Blumenthal says, this is Facebook's big tobacco moment. <laughs> okay, so th and then I'm going to jump to another article from CBS, and then we'll get into the discussion. Um, okay. So it, start, it, it starts out with a kind of pretentious... Her name is Frances Haugen. That is a fact that Facebook has been anxious to know since last month when an anonymous former employee filed complaints with federal law enforcement. And then it talks about how, you know, Facebook's and Instagram harmed teenage girls. You know, what, what we heard about in the previous article. Frances yeah, Haugen. Yeah, they've been saying about magazines for the last 30 years. Yeah. Frances Haugen. The thing I saw at Facebook over and over again was there were conflicts of interest between what was good for the public, so for our safety, good for the public, yes. and what was good for Facebook. And Facebook over and over again chose to optimize for its own interests, like making more money. Frances Haugen is 37, a data scientist from Iowa with a degree in computer engineering and a Harvard master's degree in business. A Harvard, Harvard. master's degree. For 15 years, Harvard. she's worked... She's worked for companies including Google and Pinterest. Francis Hagen, I've seen a bunch of social networks, and it was substantially worse at Facebook than anything I'd seen before. This is Scott Pelley. I guess he's the yeah, he's the author of the article. Um, you know, someone else might have just quit. You know, someone else might have just quit and moved on. And I wonder why you take this stand. Tell us, why are you so virtuous? Francis Hogan, imagine you know what's going on inside of Facebook and you know no one on the outside knows. I knew what my future looked like if I continued to stay inside of Facebook, which is person after person after person has tackled this inside of Facebook and ground themselves to the ground. Scott Pelley, when and how did it occur to you to take all of these documents out of the company? At some point in 2021, I realized, okay, I'm going to have to do this in a systemic way. Who uses words like systemic? Um, and I have to get out enough that no one can question that this is real. She secretly copied tens of thousands of pages of Facebook internal research. She says evidence shows that the company is lying to the public about making significant progress against hate, violence, and misinformation. Um, hmm. I wonder okay. what she's referring to. Yeah. One study she found from this year says, We estimate that we may action as little as 3 to 5% of hate and about six-tenths of one percent of violence and incitement on Facebook, despite being the best in the world at it. To quote, Scott Pelley says, To quote from another one of the documents you brought, we have evidence from a variety of sources that hate speech, divisive political speech, and misinformation on Facebook and the family of apps are affecting societies around the world. Francis Haugen, When we live in an information environment that is full of angry, hateful, polarizing content, it erodes our civic trust, it erodes our faith in each other. It erodes our ability to want to care for each other. The version of Facebook that exists today is tearing our societies apart and causing ethnic violence around the world. Ethnic violence, including, now this is the author, including Myanmar in 2018 when the military used Facebook to launch a genocide. Did you hear about, have you heard of that? 
No, I haven't. I haven't either. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I'm Just also heard of it. not saying that. Yeah, whatever. Um, I haven't heard of it. Okay. Um. Oh, here it says Frances Haugen told us she was recruited by Facebook in 2019. She says she agreed to take the job only if she could work against misinformation because she had lost a friend to online conspiracy theories. Okay. My neck's starting to hear, hurt from all the head tilts. Right. Um, I never wanted anyone to feel the pain that I had felt, and I had seen how high the stakes were in terms of making sure there was high-quality information on Facebook. This is... Okay, so she worked on the civic integrity team. Um, uh, basically, they said so. Um, basically, they dissolved the civic integrity team right after the election. Yeah, because it didn't work. And, well, and they basically said, "Oh, good. No, well, I think it was this election, this most recent election." Oh, this one? Okay. Oh, good. We made it through the election. There wasn't riots. We can get rid of civic integrity now, is what they were telling her. So, so that's, that's, there's more to this article, but it doesn't matter. We've gotten the gist of it, right? Yes. There's a lot more to this. In other words, the right person got elected in their their eyes. Well, it's even more than, yeah, I mean, there's definitely that. There's definitely that. But, um, yeah, this is a really long article for, for what, um, you know, it's basically just highlighting her story since she went public and all that stuff, but we've gotten the gist of her intent. Mm -hmm. Okay. So give me your thoughts. What do you think? So what she's pretty much advocating for is tighter... Um, tighter policies from the government so Facebook needs to crack down on this uh, huge quotation marks hate speech mm-hmm. um, which how do you define hate speech oh I mean uh, there is easy. no such thing it's as hate speech conservative right leaning you know, anything speech. you disagree with um, <laughs> that causes you if to you feel, hate it it's hate if, if you hate what they're saying it's hate speech exactly so they want more control over that you cannot regulate speech in a free society in a free society that has laws against limiting speech you cannot limit any kind of speech and they're advocating for more of that which is not what I would agree with. Now, do I agree with what Facebook is doing? No. What I mean, do Facebook's I think is already going to happen? Limiting speech. More of it. Oh yeah. My posts constantly get uh, either flagged, blocked, or uh, just people. Nobody can see it. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. My wife posts stuff all the time gets 200 to 300 reactions. Me, who have the same amount of friends, and the same friends, two people see it. Yep. Could be the exact same post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can, can you say throttling? 
And so she's out here championing. She's out here saying Facebook is lying to us. Because what they're doing to you, they're not doing enough of. Yeah, exactly. No. Don't. This isn't a win. This isn't a win for America. All right. And and then the next thing is, is that the Republicans and the Democrats are coming together to save the day because they see the threat here. And what's the threat? That they don't control it enough. Exactly. Exactly. They don't have their fingers deep enough so th- into instead that well. Of, instead of doing what is necessary and saying, no, the freedom of speech applies. You are the public square. Right. Or you're an editor and you're liable for what's posted there. You either need to be one or the other. If you want to be the editor, then go be the editor. And okay, you now can say, you can't say this, can't say this. You are now regulated by the FCC. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. You're now television. Yep. Because we all know how well television is doing right now. For sure. Why is everybody going to streaming services? Because you can do more on streaming services. Yep. And, but instead of doing that, what they're going to do is regulate Facebook. But it turns out that that's what Facebook wants. Yes. Facebook wants to be regulated. They've advocated it multiple times. They want everybody regulated just like them. Yes. Because if Obviously. everybody's regulated, yeah, it won't be a Facebook, nobody can speak out. It won't be a Facebook special regulation. It'll be an internet regulation. This is basically net neutrality Yes. in a different form, you know? Well, no, it's net neutrality under a different bow. Same package, same wrapping, just a different bow. Yeah. Toasty Tunsil says it's because the algorithm is based is biased against you due to past content you have shared or even your online activity outside Facebook. It's like a social credit score. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, but here's the thing. Facebook wants that regulation, and here's why they want the regulation. It's the same reason any giant company wants regulation, because they're the ones who can afford it. They're already giant. They got yeah. money out the wazoo. They can afford overhauling according to regulations. You know who can't? And the the regulations Startup. won't stop at, you know, speech and stuff. It'll be very, very cost-intensive regulations as well that they can afford, yeah, yeah. but any competitor, any startup that's trying to compete in that space can't. So there won't... Yep. So, your parlors, it doesn't matter that they're on a new server. That that, that, that yeah. won't be taken down by Amazon. It doesn't matter. They, can, they can't compete anymore. It doesn't matter if it's Trump's new social network. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Because yeah. it'll all be regulated and... Regulated into the ground. And the, all you'll be left with is 
Facebook and Instagram yeah. and Twitter and nothing and new T- TikTok because TikTok has China money behind it. You know? Yeah. Nothing new will be able to 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 withstand it unless it's built by some other giant corporation that does not care about you and wants to, you know, wants to be on the side of the regime, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. This is a con job. Oh, completely. I mean, yeah. What she's exposing is that they're selective in their in their things. And you made a good point off air that notice they're not they're not talking about how child pornography is rampant all over Facebook. No. And that that even nothing is being done about that, even though it is. Yes. Oh yeah. And. And then, um, you know, so, you know, we're talking about advertisements and hate speech, you know, which is always undefined, but you know means people who think like we do, right? Right, just people that don't think like they do. Yeah. That's pretty much it, because there's a lot of people that... Whatever the flavor of the month is. Yeah. Whatever the progressive flavor of the month is. You know they'll be they'll make sure to uh, to ban. And so they have this woman, this woman. I wouldn't be surprised if this woman is doing this at the behest of Facebook. That this was all mm-hmm. planned. Because I mean, didn't um, didn't Zuckerberg ask for regulation when he was appearing yeah. before Congress? Yeah. He said, well, just regulate it, and we'll follow the regulations. If you don't like what we're doing, make a rule about it. And so they... That's they, what he said. They put up this woman, or, the, you know, and by they, I'm saying the media and Congress, and yeah. possibly Facebook, but, you know, that's just speculation. There's no... I have no facts behind that, so this is me thinking out loud, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, they put up this woman as a hero who's who's sticking it to Facebook, and if you're not paying attention, you're going, "Yeah, it's about time these giant big tech companies go down." You know, oh yeah, they're they're being selective. Oh, and they're and they're targeting kids. That's bad. Yeah, it is bad. It is of course bad. It is. Not gonna find anybody that argues but, with that point. Yeah. But then you're missing all the other stuff. They're, they're, they're only catching 3 to 5% of hate speech. What is hate speech? Yeah. Let, let people say what they have to say. And you can either toss it out the window because you don't agree with it, or it's garbage. It's hateful garbage. Or you take it in. And that's none of Facebook's business. Except that it is, it is their platform. But I think we're beyond the point of the whole business. I mean, the, the Facebook yeah, is a, these big tech companies are essentially an arm of the government anyway. They're so yes. intertwined, you know. And is it a business? And this is just going to make it, it more a platform. Yeah, and they want they want to get more entwined with the government. Yes. Of course, and this, and the, and, the more and, and, with the government, the more money they get, and the harder it is to compete with them. And now we're being duped into pushing for exactly that. 
making it so much worse for us. This is not going to go our way. This is not going to go our way. So. Fight me on that. One of, the, <laughs> one of the things that I found interesting was that yesterday, Facebook goes down. Employees can't even get into the building to help resolve this issue. Hmm. And why. all of a sudden, all this data goes missing from Facebook. Huh. Wonder what I wonder happened. If every employee couldn't get in, or if there were some Certain that were. Certain employees couldn't get in. Yeah. Certain employees who had a job to do, you know, um, of deleting massive amounts of data. Yeah, the data that uh, is relevant in the pending lawsuit against them, because if that lawsuit goes forward, that's no longer just data. That's evidence. Oh, yeah. You cannot destroy it. But if it's already destroyed, wow, yeah. wow. But even then, but we're, even then. We were hacked. Yeah, but even then. Well, yeah, you're right. They don't want. They, they, they need to get rid of truly incriminating evidence beforehand. Yes. Yeah. So that they can get the through the hearing process scot-free into the regulated world of their dreams. Right? So they can finally get rid of the deplorables. Mm-hmm. The undesirables. Yeah, the, the credulous rube empire. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, yes. So don't buy into it, people. Wake up, America. This is a con job. She... Read the lines, then read the meaning between the lines. Yeah. If she if That's she if she's saying. not being she if she's not in this position on Facebook's behalf, and I'm not saying that she is, you know, kudos to her for fighting for quote unquote fighting against her former employer, but ultimately yeah. everything she's advocating for, except for the harmful advertisement targeting of children, which we are all against. Yes. Um, she does not stand for American ideals. She does. No. She doesn't give a care about uh, the freedom of speech at all. In fact, I and think I'm that's not... probably one of the things she fights against more than anything else is yeah. people's freedom of speech political, because what happens divisive, when they take away your freedom of speech yeah divisive political content she mentions what does that mean yeah when you take away freedom of speech you're also taking away freedom of thought yeah if you can't think you can't reason mm-hmm. that's textbook uh, jordan peterson right there but um the the uh the divisive political content. What does that mean? If you it have anything that they disagree with. Well, well, yeah, but like, think about it. Politics is about disagreements and coming to Correct. under an understanding, maybe even yep. some common ground. You know, hopefully, Hope, hopefully, though. I think the common ground has been eradicated. 
and 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 partially in part by companies like Facebook. But yeah. what is divisive political comment content? It's always going to be divisive because it you're, you're taking a stand against or for a position, you know, and Correct. people are going to line up on either side or maybe a third option, you know. That, and a lot of the times the, the, the whole idea is... of that is just nonsense. That being a bad thing. It's the, what's divisive is when you can't have that discussion. Correct. And that's where I was leading with my thought was if you can't have a discussion about an issue that is divisive, whether it be abortion, um, uh, life, uh, death penalty, uh, go down the list. You just, anything that there's disagreement on guns, uh, uh, political avenues, mm-hmm. uh, debt, whatever. If you can't have a discussion on it and you only can have a discussion when it goes one way, there's no discussion. Yeah. There's no, and that's what they want. There's no argument. There's no debate. They want. And so if there's no debate, then there's only one conclusion you can have. They don't want there to be debate. They don't want there Correct. to be dissension. They want to Thought, they want reason. to erase the right. They want a memory hole it all and 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 homogenize the political thought, the political content of all of America. And ultimately, yep. the whole world, someday. Yeah, the, the globalists. This is this. She. I mean, kudos to her if she if she you know if she is truly fighting against Facebook, but that's as far as that goes because she does not stand for American ideals. And because the problem and is the, the 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 Republicans and the and the Democrats that are coming together. In a, in a show of bipartisanship for this, don't care about American ideals either. And they're going to intertwine social media with the government. And then we get state controlled social media and, you know, a, a, another way of thinking is gone for good. Well, communicating. Yeah. At all. And the the freedom of uh, the internet is just down the tubes. My biggest argument also, and I think this is one of the key things on this whole thing, is they're trying to tie this argument of Facebook with smoking. When yeah. they're two very vastly different issues that don't have any intertwining at all. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to twine them together because we all know smoking is detrimental to your health, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It, we've known that for decades now. Uh, it's been well proven, well documented. Uh, now they're trying to say that, oh, the, this form of social media is just as bad as smoking. It's addictive. It's hurting. It's this, that, whatever. Because how dare people be able to say what's on their mind? Well, see, that's that's the thing. It is addictive. You know? And it, well, does, yeah. and it does hurt us in certain ways, right? Well, like anything, ad- anything addictive leads to some kind of harm, right? 
Yeah. And and I'm not talking about the the content per se. So, separate yes. from the content, it it it, it there's this there's the keeping up with the Joneses thing. There's the yeah. I mean, I guess that's a little bit tied to content. Aside from political content, let's say, you know, divisive content, hate speech, any of that garbage. There's the, there's the the comparison game where every, you, there's only two types of people on social media. There's people whose lives yeah. are freaking perfect in every single way. Mm-hmm. And then there's people whose lives... I call lives, Instagrammer. What's that? I call those the Instagrammers. Yeah. Or there's the people whose lives are never good and they're sad sacks the entire... Every post is a sad sack post. And you're just like, dude, get a grip. You know? If my day would only end... And that messes with people. That messes with people. So we know it's addictive and those things are true. But that they don't care about that crap. They really don't. No. They don't care about something. The government cares about whether you're addicted to something. Since when? No, they don't. Since freaking when? Well, but the war on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's talk to a real credible person. Um, yes. They don't care about that. What they care about is what comes with the addictive and harmful stuff is the the speech that they don't want to they don't want proliferated Correct. freely to the masses you know How the government does not like that the internet has revealed all their secrets i mean and if you so don't realize that the internet has done that wake up mm-hmm. you know they don't like that and they want to control it of course. And and it just so happens that big tech is on their side. They want to control it too because they want to usher in the communist utopia that they think is just around the corner. <laughs> but they're fools and they don't yeah. understand that utopia means no place. Like it's literally not a thing. It can't yeah. happen. It won't ever happen. It's never happened. And it's an impossible goal. And all it it's does is like destroy perfection. people. Except like for the least. You can never attain perfection. Yeah. It it's just, impossible. All it does is destroy people. Well, most people. Just not the elites. They live high on the hog and, you know, at our expense. But that's, yes. a, for, that's for another time. Well, on that note, you've been watching Plausible Foolishness. Home of the Rube Empire, where the people are free, the taxes are voluntary, and we serve freshly roasted liberal logic every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. right here on twitch.tv slash foolishness, YouTube, Facebook Live. That's right, we use Facebook and we just crapped on them the entire show. Yes, we did. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, nope. Anywhere you can get a podcast... And uh, Instagram, Minds.com, Rumble. You know, just check us out. We try to try to be where you can get us and share, 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 share. That's that is the duty of every Rube Empire citizen. 
So, credulous rubes. Share, share, share. And uh, share, share. And uh, share. if you can, check out the podcast. Write us, write a review. All that stuff. Just help that us. Help us. Great. Yeah, just all. To and help it doesn't us grow. cost anything. No, it doesn't. It but doesn't I'm done. cost anything. I'm done. Peace out.